Hey girl, welcome to the Grit and Gratitude podcast, where we chat about how to level up in life, motherhood, business, and relationships after a hard season. My name's Jerrica, and I'm a grief empowerment coach on a mission to give you sustainable action steps when you're really freaking busy. Whether your days are filled changing diapers or climbing the corporate ladder, if you're coming out of a hard season, ready to redeem your time and build a legacy worth leaving behind, come with me as I share the grit and the gratitude needed to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Here on this podcast, we're smashing doubts and limiting beliefs because we know how precious life is and that the time is not guaranteed and we're going to make the most of it. Grab a cup of coffee and a notebook as I share real life stories and mindset shifts to change your life. Ready? Let's go. Hey girl, welcome back to the show. So I'm going to be honest with you and let you know that this is not at all what I had planned for today, but I feel so called to just talk about this. Um, And this is what's on my heart in real time. And so I am all about being transparent and being real and honest with you here on this show. And we're just going to go with it. Um, There today is kind of heavy for me. Um, And this happens, right? When you are grieving, when you are coming out of a hard season, when you have experienced significant loss, and that could be, you know, a loss of a person, loss of a job, loss of a relationship. But when you have experienced that, grief kind of creeps up on you when you least expect it, right? There is something to be said about this navigating this space where you are both grieving and grateful at the same time. And I truly believe that you can grieve and you can also still want to create a life that you love and a life that you want to live and a life that you deserve to live. You can grieve and you can still want to better yourself. You can grieve and you can still enjoy life. And I don't know if it's a foreign concept to everyone, but I feel like no one ever taught us. This isn't something that we learned in school. No one ever taught us about how to really deal with grief and deal with grief long term. You know, what happens after the dust settles? What do you do? How do you continue to live your life in a way that honors your past and honors this the hard season that you came out of but you don't ever forget that right you don't ever stop grieving the grief doesn't ever go away the grief doesn't get easier right you get stronger and you're able to carry that that grief with you because you are stronger so i want to just talk about grief a little bit more today 
And I don't think I've ever really shared my grief journey here. Um, If you've been listening to this show for any amount of time, you know that, yes, I lost my infant son, Grayson, at 16 days old um, in January of 2021. But that is not the first time that I have experienced tremendous loss. And it's not the first time that I've experienced tremendous loss so close. Okay. So obviously it's the first child that I've ever lost, but I, you know, I was talking to my mom about this idea, um, just a couple days ago. And we were talking about how we come truly from a grieving family and tragedy has been a part of my family's story for generations. Okay. So my mom lost her mom when she was 25 years old. My grandmother was killed in a car accident. She was at the post office checking her P.O. box and she was in her car getting ready to go to work and she was hit by a drunk driver and she died. So I never really got to know my grandmother. She died right before I turned two years old. And so I don't really remember her um, or anything like that. And so I can remember though, growing up when I was like in elementary school and, you know, the kids in my class would bring their grandparents for grandparents day or that kind of thing. And I didn't have any grandparents. And it was very strange for me because so many of my friends, so many of my people that I knew had grandparents. When I was 23, 24, I don't know, it was back in 2011, um, I had a very estranged relationship with my father growing up. My parents were not together and my dad was more absent than he was present. And that really took a toll on me. When I went to college, I went to college um, in Buffalo, which I was born in Buffalo. My mom went to college in Buffalo. And so I went to college in Buffalo and I was able to reconnect with my dad for a short time while I was in Buffalo. And then I left and, you know, same thing, more absent than present. And the older I got, the more bitter I became towards him for not being a part of my life. And the summer of 2011, I don't know, I just had this feeling that like I needed to connect with my dad. Like I just, I I needed to connect with him as an adult and not as a bitter child or a bitter teenager, but as an adult, I needed to have that connection with my dad. And so we had slowly started to reconnect and we, you know, would talk on the phone. We would text occasionally. Um, and my dad still living in Buffalo, obviously he's an, he was an avid Bills fan. And so I'm a Bills fan. And we, a lot of the time when we were beginning to reconnect, we talked about the bills because it was a very, um, neutral 
ground for us, right? So it, there was no arguing. It was something that we were both interested in, something that we both liked, something that we both were uh, were knowledgeable about. And so we were able to connect um, through our love of the Buffalo Bills. And one of the last conversations that I had with my dad was about the opening game for the Bills. And I was, you know, getting ready for work and we were talking about the Bills and we were just like, you know, obviously, you know, this is going to be our year, which if you know any Bills fans, we say that all the time. But we were talking about how excited we were about the, the game opening or the opening game and how we would reconnect, catch up after the game. And I had to work during the time that the game was taking place. So I was like watching the game kind of while I was at work and it was a shutout game, which if you know Bills fans or you know anything about the Bills, shutouts usually mean that the Bills didn't score, but this was a shutout game that the Bills actually dominated. Okay. So we played Kansas City in this um, opening game and it was like 42 zip or 47 zip I don't remember but it was a lot um it was a really good game but it was also Labor Day weekend and so I was super busy um I was still working like two jobs and whatever and and I never called my dad after that game and a few days went by and I still didn't call and I had I remember thinking like oh I'll call him after Sunday's game and I didn't call him after the next Sunday's game either. Like I got tied up. I don't know. I can't remember if I got called into work. Something happened. Yes, I got called into work. I remember. And so I ended up working a double at the hospital at the time. And so I went into work at three. I was going to call him like, you know, on my dinner break or whatever, but I ended up having to work a double and work was crazy. And so I didn't get off until seven o'clock the next morning. And I get home from work and I had just laid down. And I remember I was so mad because I got home at like 7.30 and I want to say at like 8.15, the people across the street were having this tree removed from their front yard. And so all I heard was like the chainsaws and the guys yelling. And I was so ticked because I was exhausted and I had just laid down and then they started in on this tree removal. And so I was tossing and turning and I was like livid, right? And my phone rings and it's my cousin on my dad's side and she, who I don't talk to, right? So it was very strange that she was calling me um, in the morning. And she called me and I answered the phone and I know that I was probably really witchy with her because I was exhausted. And she was asking um, if my mom was around or if she could have my mom's work number to be able to talk to her. And I was so exhausted that I was just like, my mom is at work, like, here's the number, click, right? And so I try to go to sleep, and this chain, you know, the chainsaws are going on and on and on, and I was like, screw it, I'm just going to get up. So I got up, 
and I drove to my mom's office, which was like only two miles from our house. And, um, you know, I talked to the secretary, let her know I was going back to my mom's office. And as I was walking into my mom's office, she was hanging up the phone. And as she hung up the phone, she turned and she looked at me and I just knew that my dad had died. Like I could just see it in her face. Like all of a sudden, like I, I never made the connection that something was wrong when my cousin called me. But in that moment, when I saw my mom hanging up the phone and she looked at me, I knew. And so then the flood of grief again, because I felt so guilty, one, that I had spent the majority of my life hating my father and not having a relationship with him. And then we finally start to connect and we finally start to build this relationship that I always dreamed we would have and he dies. And then fast forward to two years later, 2013, I get married that summer. From the time that we got married in August of 2013 to June of 2014, my mom lost three siblings and a sister-in-law all within a calendar year. Well, all within that time frame from August 2013 through uh, June of 2014. Three siblings and one sister-in-law. Two of those deaths took place three weeks apart from each other. So when I tell you that I am no stranger to grief, grief has been such a big part of my story. And for the longest time, I didn't understand the point. Now, I will never say again, I used to say this, but I will never say again that, you know, everything happens for a reason. Because there are some things that are just so shitty and so terrible that I wouldn't want to lessen that by saying, well, everything happens for a reason. Do I think that there is something to be learned through all of the things that I've gone through? Yes, absolutely. But I will not say again that everything happens for a reason because I think that that's just it. You know, uh, Maya Angelou has this quote that says, you know, you, you, when you know better, you do better. And so now I know how trivial that really sounds when you say every well like everything happens for a reason like that's still not it doesn't negate the grief and the heaviness of what you got of what you've gone through so all of this to say that the bills have their opening game today and as i was on my gratitude hot mom walk which if you follow me on instagram you've seen you know over the past six weeks how every day jackson and i take this two mile walk and while i was on my walk today i was thinking how much grief is like woven into my story but also how much that grief is 
co- like it coincides with the Buffalo Bills. So when my when my dad passed away, it was the Bills opening game. When um Grayson passed away, the Bills were playing in the playoffs. When last year for the season opener when the Bills played, it was the first time that I had I had watched the Bills play since Grayson had died. And now tonight, the Bills will play again. And today, you know, Jax is 20 months old today, if you're listening to this in real time. And with every milestone that Jax hits, I'm reminded of the milestones that Grayson will miss. And so today just seems kind of heavy. And then, if you're listening to this in real time, um, the Queen of England has passed away today. And I know that that probably sounds so trivial, but I will just say this. I have been obsessed with the royal family since I was like five years old. Absolutely obsessed. Like I have scrapbooks multiple scrapbooks of newspaper clippings and photos of Princess Diana and photos of um, just the royal family and photos of, you know, England during the time that Princess Diana had passed away. And so I've been obsessed with the royal family for the majority of my life. And this morning when I got that notification on my phone that Buckingham Palace had put out a statement saying that, you know, the queen was ill. And I just started thinking like, oh my gosh, here we go, right? Here we go again. And it seems like every time I've experienced a significant loss, and I'm not saying that the loss of the queen is significant to me, well, it is significant to me, but it's significant truly to the world at large because she's much more than just the Queen of England. She's the Queen of like 15 countries and, and I can go on and on and on about her. Um, Prince William and I actually have the same birthday. Like I'm obsessed with them, but the Bills have their opening game tonight and the Queen of England has passed away today. And so I'm I'm just in this space where I'm reminded that the reason why I can I can continue to show up in the way that I'm showing up, the reason why I can still go after the life that I want is because of all of the grief that I've been through. Because there is this clarity that comes with grief that is hard to put into words unless you yourself have been through some sort of grief. If you've been through some sort of grief, trauma, or loss, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's this clarity that you get because you now understand more than ever the fragility of life and you now understand that life is precious and that it's not guaranteed and you simultaneously want to redeem the time that you have because you now understand how short of amount of time that you do have 
And so you want to redeem that time. And what better way to redeem that time than to create a life that you love living and to create a life that is fulfilling and joyous and create a legacy worth leaving behind so that the people coming after you will also have this this roadmap of how you navigated grief. I don't even know if any of this is making sense to you, but I, I will say this. Queen Elizabeth II reigned for 70 years. For 70 years, she was the queen. For some people's lifetime, that's the only person that they knew to be the head of their country. Think about that. 70 years she reigned. For 70 years she was in service. But I will tell you that without a shadow of a doubt that her legacy will live on for generations to come. For generation after generation after generation. Because she was able to live a life that she loved, a life that was fulfilling to her, and a life that through all of the grief and all of the traumatic experiences that she endured, she still was able to create this legacy worth leaving behind. And so I guess I'll leave you with this. I want to encourage you to go after a life that you love, to go after a life that is fulfilling to you, to go after a life that creates a legacy worth leaving behind. Because truly, that's all that we have, okay? So I hope that you understand what I'm putting down here. And I just want to say, full transparency, that grief does sneak up on you when you least expect it. And I don't ever want you to listen to this show and to think that, um, you know, I have it all together. I don't have my ish all together, not even remotely close. I am a hot mess express and I fully embody that. But I want to be transparent with you. I want to be real with you and let you know that there is this space that you can live in where you are both grieving and both grateful for the time that you have. Okay, so I will leave you with that. I hope that this makes sense. Um, <laughs> if you resonate at all with this episode, go ahead and uh, send me a DM or text me or screenshot this and tag me so that I know that you listened. Um, I'm rooting for you always. I'm always in your corner cheering you on. I love you so much. Until next time. Girl, I am really freaking grateful that you tuned in to today's episode. I value you, your time, and your feedback. So if you resonated with today's show, please take a screenshot and tag me on social, and I will personally thank you for helping me spread this message. Your support means the world to me. Until next time, live with intention and lead with gratitude. I'm in your corner always cheering you on.